Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 27 of Soul Food titled Breaking the Fast. In this episode, we'll talk about the blessings of suhoor, the pre-dawn meal. We'll talk about hastening to break one's fast. And lastly, we'll talk about the rewards for feeding a fasting person. It's important to know that everything that the Prophet ﷺ did was filled with light and blessings. And people often do a disservice to the sunnah by making it seem like it's just a to-do list. It's important that we realize that there are so many blessings and benefits in everything that the Prophet ﷺ did. And although you might never learn all of the wisdom of his sunnah, you have to know that it's filled with wisdom, it's filled with meaning and benefits and blessings. So when we approach something that the Prophet ﷺ did, we can't just say, oh, it's just a sunnah. That's a very surface level understanding. It's that everything that he did, his sunnah is the most noble the most illuminated, the most life-giving way. And that when we follow his sunnah, we acquire and are given Allah's love. One of his sunnah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is that when you fast, you should eat the pre-dawn suhoor meal. The Prophet sallallahu said, تَسَحَّرُوا فَإِنَّ فِي السُّحُورِ بَرَكَةً Eat suhoor, for there is certainly blessing in the suhoor. This is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. And Imam al-Sha'rani in Divine Lights, in the prophetic way or of the prophetic way, he makes a really subtle point here. He says that when you have the suhoor meal, you should do so because you know that it is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not just that you want food but rather that it's beloved to Allah. And he says, when you eat the suhoor, you should not eat excessively, and that just a few bites should suffice. Now, this is the ideal. But he says, there is a blessing in it where you don't require eating a lot. And that the spiritual impact of suhoor is far more important than the food that you consume to help you get through the day. That there is a spiritual sustenance and nourishment that will suffice you from eating a lot of food. The Prophet ﷺ also said, Certainly Allah and His angels bless those who eat the suhoor meal. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that you are counted among those who eat the suhoor meal, who are blessed by Allah and His angels, even if you have just a sip of water for suhoor. Let's say you put a cup of water next to your bed and you cover it, and then you wake up for suhoor and you drink that cup of water, you're counted among those 
who Allah and His angels bless. What a great mercy and gift we've been given. This brings us to the next point. Hastening to break one's fast at the end of the day, at the time of Maghrib. This is another sunnah that has profound blessings. And if you look at it at the surface level, that hastening to break the fast, especially after a long day of fasting and being hungry and thirsty, it gives the nafs a break. You fasted all day, now you can hasten to break your fast. But on another level, it teaches us a subtle lesson in being humble servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because someone might think that their fasting is even better if they extend it beyond the time of Maghrib. Like I can go even longer for Allah. That's actually not the case. Because your acts of worship become better in the sight of Allah when you do what Allah and His Messenger have told you to. Even if what Allah has told you to do is easier. And there were three people during the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ who wanted to have these great acts of worship. So one of them fasted continuously without breaking his fast. The other person wanted to pray all night long and never allow himself to sleep. And then the third person wanted to remain celibate and never marry. But these are not things that are generally recommended. So when the Prophet ﷺ heard of this, he taught them a lesson and he taught all of us by extension. He said, I fast some days and I eat some days. There are days when I fast and there are days when I don't fast. I pray the night prayer, I get up for Qiyam al-Layl and I also sleep a bit. So he doesn't stay up all night, every night, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he said, and marriage is part of my sunnah. And whoever prefers something over my sunnah, he is not of me. So this is something that teaches us that what is most pleasing to Allah is what the Prophet ﷺ taught us to do. And another one of the blessings of hastening to break the fast is that the Prophet ﷺ said, لا يزال الناس بخير ما عجل الفطر That good will remain for people so long as they hasten to break their fast, not to delay. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that Allah loves those who hasten to break their fast. Now, on a side note, hastening to break the fast doesn't mean that you break your fast before Maghrib enters. And although that might seem obvious, you have to know for certain that it's time for Maghrib. Then you can hasten to break your fast. And the reason I mention that is because a lot of the prayer apps that we have, the Adhan apps, there are discrepancies in the times of the prayers. So one person's app might say one time and another person's app will have a time and there might be a two to three minute difference between them. So which one is right? So that's why it's good to wait three to five minutes or so just to be on the safe side. If your app says Maghrib is at this time and you're fasting, give it at least three minutes to five minutes so that you know with certainty that Maghrib has entered, then you hasten to break the fast. And if you're in a Muslim country 
and they've for hundreds of years known what the prayer times are on particular days and they call the adhan for maghrib that's a different story but when we have these prayer apps and you don't really know what the actual time is because they say different things then it's better to wait just a few minutes to be on the safe side and then when it is time to break your fast it's also a sunnah to break your fast with a date the prophet sallallahu said that there is baraka there is a blessing in eating a date and breaking your fast with a date and we want to be people who seek out blessings you can never have too many blessings in your life and if you don't have a date that the next best thing to break your fast with is a sip of water or a drink of water this brings us to the final point the rewards for feeding a fasting person this is another consideration that we should have when fasting especially in the month of ramadan is sharing a meal with someone else who is fasting cooking for them and feeding them and eating together the prophet said whoever provides a fasting person with food and drink that is lawful the angels bless him throughout all the hours of ramadan and jibreel the angel of revelation blesses him on laylatul qadr blesses that person on Laylatul Qadr and makes dua for them. And in another narration, Jibreel will shake hands with that person on Laylatul Qadr and whoever Jibreel shakes hands with, his heart softens and he cries often. So this is one of the benefits, the spiritual benefits that your heart becomes soft and you have this intimate, connection with Jibreel alayhi salam and the other angels what an honor because of what that you fed a fasting person in Ramadan so this is another sunnah and another consideration that relates to fasting and relates to the month of Ramadan this brings us now to the call to action the next time you eat suhoor or the next time that you're about to break your fast make sure that your heart is present in that moment that you know that this is a moment that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that this is a very blessed time and that by keeping to the sunnah of the prophet you in that moment are inviting Allah's love and that you are exposing yourself to his breezes of mercy we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people who really appreciate the sunnah and understand the wisdom and beauty of the sunnah and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings blessings into our life at every level. Ya arhamar rahimeen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.